And this is tinfoil hat time. Where two ladies in their 20s tell you everything you need to know about life. My name's Eleanor. My name's Sam. Welcome to tinfoil hat time. May or may not be true. To- <laughs> <laughs> Listen to us at your own discretion, okay? We don't claim the podcast to be good. We just claim for it to be published. And yeah, that's about right. <laughs> that is about right. So wait, are we filming or is yep, this... Yep, this is going. Oh, okay. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast, guys. How's everyone doing? Even though it's literally just me and Ellie. <laughs> yep. So today, um, so let's let's give a little bit of context. Because whenever I said two ladies in their 20s are going to give you advice about life today that we may or may not know anything about, that's for real. Because we both had birthdays recently mm-hmm. sammy turned a big birthday what did you turn sammy 21 oh my god 21 can you do something for me no. you don't know that no song. i sure don't <laughs> you know what's sucking my head though i watched a, you know the vine that goes breakfast <laughs> yeah someone resurfaced that on my 28th birthday that i had this week and so that was my birthday gift to myself is i watched a ton of vine compilations oh fine yes the og i wish we miss you vine elon i need you to buy buy vine next it'd be Uh, so worth it it so would be oh my god i would have a revival (laughs) i want every now and then i go down like the good old vine rabbit hole and it's just TikTok Chef's just kids. doesn't measure up. It doesn't. There's something about like the short little five seconds to get <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> Country boy, I, I love you. you. Okay. Anyway, for birthday cast, we're going to be sharing lessons that we have learned from our last year of life. Right, Sammy? Yeah. Well, not wait, our last year of life. Oh, well, whatever. Mine's coming from my last year. My ha- Well, I have learned a lot of things at 21. Yeah. So I guess mine is a little bit over 21 years, except maybe more like 14, because I don't remember when I was seven. <laughs> so, so this is going to be a recap for Sammy. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. I've had a lot of li- life lessons, and it's all been traumatic. Mm. So. So. You want to kick this off or so do you want to go like back and forth or do you want me to start with all of mine? Let's go back and forth. Okay. So we both did seven things mm-hmm. because we're both turning a, what is it? Like I don't know. Dividend we just... of 28 or something. Sure. Sam, that was Sammy's <laughs> math. I don't know if that's accurate, but okay. Yeah. Seven things each. Okay. So my first one is, although change is hard and it's scary, it's one of the most important things for growth because I... I'm so scared of change. Like, it is one of the scariest things we could do. And I've been put in a lot of situations that I put myself in stupidly. But I've come out better and stronger and smarter. So That's true. <laughs> That's as a, as your 28-year-old elder, I can confirm. Change is scary. I think that's just normal for people. Change is scary. Yeah. And it's hard. But as I've seen from my life, facing change and being willing to face that change and understanding that it's part of your future the best things come from those yeah and i think this mainly comes out of like because of covid like i graduated in it and then i did my freshman year in covid freshman year of college in covid and just coming out of that and like moving back home and then i went to italy and that and just none of it turned out well i think that also kind of scarred my (laughs) perception of change but I think I've got, I finally gotten to the point where 
you know, I get in this routine and then I get uncomfortable in the routine because Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is boring and I'm not learning and I'm not growing. So it's like, yes, it's scary, but in the long run, it's more important to be okay with it and learn to be okay with it. Yeah, I think that's the human experience. Yeah. Like the older I get, I think it's just life is not a series of like happy events. It's a series of change. Isn't it so weird how like the cliches of like, it's not the destination, it's the journey. Are so true. It's so true. (laughs) Yeah, the the older I get, the more I'm like, oh, I get why those little posters were hung up everywhere. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it makes people feel less alone, you know, in their deep thoughts or whatever. We're all alone. (laughs) We're all alone here. Okay, okay. what is yours? So mine's way less uh, boring. (laughs) Yes. Way less boring? I get mine was boring. Ouch. Um, Dogs are overrated as a pet. Unless, okay, yeah, I know I probably lost like a lot of followers here. And let me give a little bit of context. I am a full cat person, but that breaks my heart. So here's the context. I love my dogs. I have two dogs. I have a Cheche and an Ivan. Um, Ivan is a golden retriever. He's the sweetest boy ever. He's the sweetest boy ever. And then Cheche, she is a little little bitty. She's a husky border collie mix, and she is sweet and timid and cute. But She's a babe. oh my gosh, oh my gosh, the amount of money I have poured into these dogs. And by the way, if you're gonna get a purebred dog, just be prepared to pay ten times as much. I've taken him to the vet like three times this summer already because he is purebred and just simply falling apart at the joints at this point. He is but also pretty old. He He's not that old. He's, let's see, eight years? That's pretty yeah. old. It is, I guess it is. I, I guess it's not for dogs. He's but. a 45-year-old man. So, like, let's get this straight. I have a, like, okay, and this is where we get into, like, dogs are overrated as a pet. I have a teenage girl. And a 45-year-old man running around my backyard at all times, tearing shit up. They're mad at the fence. They're mad at the neighbors. They don't like there's a turtle in the yard now. The neighbor decided to plant some new plants. Like, it's just, I'm just going to say it. I think that dogs are a little overrated unless you're willing to commit to them as your children. So I love my dogs. I will keep having my dogs. But I'm definitely on the team of people that are like, yeah, dogs are cool, but also And I also work. think it more makes it more difficult whenever you're you have younger children also. I will say that. They have been a blessing for my kids. Yeah. Ivan has straight up been an incredible blessing. Bryson grew up with him. Austin's growing up with yeah. him. A golden retriever, hands down, best best family pet. Yeah, you, you know, before you got Ivan, I was always like, I'm never gonna have a dog ever. But Ivan is just one of the sweetest things ever. I remember, I don't know, I was like 16, 17, you were in your, your old apartment. Mm-hmm. And me, I would just sit on the floor and like play with Ivan while we were watching like The Bachelorette and yep. stuff. And he's just so sweet. But, you know, looking back, like I can definitely see how it would be hard having two dogs, two children who yes. are both under like you're, you have a baby. And then you have Bryson, who's a little bit more independent now. But do you know what story just came to mind? What? When I brought Ivan over to mom's house and he peed on the floor and, and, he, and he peed on camera and he hopped up on camera and peed all over him i felt so bad but it was also so funny it was so funny it's hilarious it was deserved okay <laughs> sorry cameron <laughs> sorry cameron um next lesson okay Birthday lesson number two from so sammy i guess mine are a little bit more deeper but that's, oh, I, that's me ones. that was that's my me i'm i'm a deep person i guess 
So my second one is you do not have to be super close with everyone and the people who and people hold different spaces in your life. Agreed. And that has been something that has really been a challenge for me because I really value all of my friendships. And, you know, I've always I've always prided myself in who I keep as friends. But, you know, recently I especially like becoming an adult and having more time on my own and being more independent. I am more grateful for the friends who hold different spaces because like not all my friends can, you know, meet all of my needs, you know. So I have like a best friend who, you know, helps me through all of my boy problems. And then I have one who I go to the gym with and one who I go out to eat with and go to the bars and stuff like that. And I just it took me a long time to realize that not all of your friends are going to want to have to deal with all of your needs. And that's not their problem either. Yeah. And I'm glad you're learning that at at 21 because I probably did not learn that lesson until like last year. I just had some situations come up last year where I realized that I can't like just because someone's your friend doesn't mean they're going to be your best friend all the time. They're not going to be, they're not going to be your rock through. Like I'm the type of friend where if you're my friend, I'm going to ride or die for you. That's how I am. And I still am for, I'm not, I'm not trying to interrupt you, but I still. You sure? Because that sounded like an interruption. (laughs) Sorry, I'm a Gemini. We're known for interrupting people. (laughs) And dual personalities. Well, um, but. I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, because you interrupted. No, I'm kidding. What were you saying? No, but um, just you're learning the lesson. And I wish I would have learned that lesson at 21 and not at 27. And you're going to save yourself a lot of bad situations and bad uh, relationships by understanding To be fair, like I've had a lot of rocky friendships in my past. And it has taught me a lot about how to be a friend to someone else. And what I want in my You sure friends. have rocky friendships. I can remember of some <laughs> stories where there were rocks involved in Stop. friendships. Stop. <laughs> we're bringing up my trauma, guys. I need this is now turned into a therapy session, which is so unhealthy considering who listens to this podcast. Welcome to tinfoil hat time. If you don't like it, don't go over there, which brings me to my next life lesson. Wait, done. Okay, go ahead. Um, but I wanted to say, like, I am definitely ride or die for my friends. And I still like, even if they don't hold certain places in my life like I will still cherish and respect you and whatever place I am given in your life I will be happy about it because at least I'm in your life you know and that's how I view my friendships is especially like I said going into adulthood it becomes a lot harder to hang out with people and like makes plans together especially when you know you live two hours away you're like you know you work all the time when you have school and stuff like that so it definitely has been Something, and I, I think this is a lesson I've been learning since, like, my early teens. Because, like you yeah. said, like, I have I have had a lot of rocky You've friendships. Had friendships. <laughs> and I think that is also, like, what has made me cherish my friendships at the same time. Because I know that the friends I have now, I would never have had in my early stages of life. Because of the way I viewed friendships. Like, I viewed them as a all or nothing, like, mm-hmm. if you don't do this, this, and this for me, then it's not real, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But in the end, it's just, like, I'm becoming my own person. I am just entering the stage of independence, and I think that being able to recognize that, you know, not everyone has to be your everything, you know, is okay. It's not a bad thing to not have someone there all the time. Yeah, and that... um I guess, well, I was going to go into my 
if you don't like it one, but I'll go, I'll skip into one of my other ones. And it, it it's kind of along those lines of just, you have to remove expectations and That's it's just, yeah, it's just, this was a really hard lesson for me to learn that I cannot enter into situations, into relationships, into, you know, whether it's, you know, an agreed upon work contract or it's, you know, somebody that, you know, I just met walking down the street. It's like, I cannot have expectations when I walk up to somebody or when I start a conversation. Yeah, I can't have a conversation with my husband expecting him to just know what I'm thinking. Yeah. And that sounds really basic. Like, oh yeah, people can't read my mind. But when you actually start sitting down and having conversations and realizing that there is an expectation, um, you, you know, like I just can't, just because Ryan gets along really well with, you know, one of his friends at work doesn't mean that I'm going to get along really, really well with, yeah. you know, his friend's wife. And I need to not enter into that double date with the expectation that yeah. everything's going to go smoothly and we're going to get along. I need to enter it into the expectation of, well, we're two people going on a double date. Yeah. Like, let's see. Like, and once you... I think that's a really healthy state of mind. Yeah. And once you... And I didn't realize that I had, you know, expectations on even just stuff like with my mom. I had expectations on how I thought my mom should be a mom. And then yeah. when I remove those expectations on what being a mom looks like that's when my mom and I's relationship started getting much better because I started realizing oh she had a whole different set of issues and trials that she was dealing with that impacted how she raised me and and you know you can apply that to anything yeah that's like me and dad essentially is like it took me a long time to be okay with our relationship and I love my dad yeah. I'm the carbon carbon copy of him. Oh, you realizing that? <laughs> well, yeah, I think I realized it a few years ago. Whenever, like, you know, it's now that it's just me and mom and dad in the house, it's very yeah. easy to see how much alike I am. And I actually really like that because I know one day, you know, he's not gonna be there. Yeah, and it's gonna be a reminder. And you'll just be like, man, at least I'm uh just like him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not just like him. I think I got both the good traits from both my parents. And some bad traits. Okay, I was wondering if you were going to throw that in. <laughs> but I think I, I got, you know, my loving side from mom and then my more logical and loyal side from dad. For I think, sure. I think that that's one of his biggest traits is he is loyal as hell. Yeah. So. Yeah. And yeah. Okay, your turn. <laughs> okay. Great, great segue um, here. <laughs> so my next one uh, kind of goes hand in hand with the other one. It, it's a... Uh, you should always be your number one priority and you should be able to have your own inner life that doesn't involve anyone else. And I wanted to talk about this one with you because you have so much in your life. Like you have. Ooh, you're going to have to explain to me because I feel like I don't understand where you're coming from. So when my thing is, is like, I ha- I don't have anyone that depends on me. I am the only one that, you know, I'm around 24 seven. Oh, true. True. And yeah. you have children that you have to take care of. You have like, things you have to do in order to like live. Um, And I just think that's definitely a different way. But I wanted to know like if you have that experience of your own inner life and if you spend time alone and are okay with being alone Mm. or like are you constantly worrying about your family, your your husband, your kids? Like because I don't experience that. Like, yeah, I worry about my parents, but I know that whenever I leave, they'll be fine, you know? And I also think – you know, family dynamic wise, I'm not sure how your family really like, I mean, I know you, but when it comes to this, at least, like, I know the mother takes on a lot of responsibilities with keeping the family together. And I don't know, like, how that'll change over my period of life. Yeah. 
So, so is your life lesson just like you have an inner life and you think you're not sure what that looks like as you get older? Like, yeah. So it's more of like you have this life experience and you're not sure how that experience grows. Yeah. And okay. I guess mine is more saying like throughout my entire life, this also has to do with like my friendships and my, my relationships with other people is I've always seemed to put people's needs above my own. And I have, I've just gotten to the point where I can put my needs first, mm -hmm. especially like, and more recently it's been about my friendships and I've always had this like deal where I've had to show up even if I'm like so mentally exhausted and like people are relying on me, but I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, you know, if I'm not feeling good, if I don't want to be around people, then I don't need to do that because it's not good for me in the long run. And it's kind of also the reason why I got into like working out and like wellness and stuff is because I was tired of seeing myself deteriorate, deteriorate, mm -hmm. sorry, <laughs> every single time like something bad would happen in my life. Like I, my inner life has really sustained me, like being able to talk myself through the hard times is what I mean. Like before, probably two years ago, probably around COVID, I had this really bad mental depression episode and it took me like a year to get myself out of it to pull myself out and a lot of that had to do with like I learned to love reading again and I learned to be off my phone and I, I was starting to learn how to be on my own but it's just um I really wanted like to see your opinion on it just because I don't know how that changes with like when you start adding people into your life especially like when it comes to like a husband and children and pets. I mean, pets is easy, but. Oh, this is such a good question. Okay. So I think there's two things here. One, I think you're undergoing what is a very human experience that a lot of young adults go through. Um, and two, and I'll get into that thought later, but two, I think in a really weird way, my inner life, what you're referring to as like your inner life that sustains you and fulfills you and makes you happy, that is my family. So my family, seeing my family happy, providing for them, caring for them, knowing that they love me, is that is what sustains me. That is my inner life. There is not there is not Eleanor and there is not my family. There is, we are one. Okay. And, and I think, <clears throat> so I, I have a quick question. Yeah. So when it comes to like a relationship, is that something you look for? Like, I didn't look for it when I was your age. If I had to go over and do it again, yes. I would want somebody who, Ryan, for example, when I met him, very first night I met him, I said, what are you looking for in a relationship? And he said, I want a happy, healthy family. And I chose him because of that, but I didn't understand how important that was, that the person you marry and the person that you commit to deep in their, you know, in the very fibers of their being at the heart of who they are, they want a happy, healthy family because all of my fulfillment, all of my happiness comes from my family. Now that's, this is a whole rabbit hole you can get going down. But the first part is I want to focus on is, um, you know, your experience of trying to figure out who you are and feeling like you didn't have this understanding of who you are. And, and just like there was maybe some barriers, like you hadn't taken time to really discover what it is that you love or what are the things that make Sammy, Sammy, like who is Sammy? And this is something that I think everybody who hits 20 should spend time doing before you get married is um, I recently heard, you know, very rarely do we have an original thought that isn't prompted by something that isn't prompted by a YouTube video or something we see on Instagram. And I think that if 
a person truly takes time to cut out screens, to cut out, um, you know, addictions or substances, like even if you're not addicted. Uh, yeah, that, like, that one is one of my next ones. So. Yeah, like cut out, <laughs> cut out alcohol, cut out coffee, cut out, you know, like try to cut out all of the crap and just figure out, spend time being like, what does Sammy like to do? What does Eleanor like to do? And I personally have found watercolor, but I work watercolor into my family. Like it, it still is about watercolor is still about like the experience of going outside in my yard and watching my kids play with my dogs while I watercolor. That's the watercolor experience that sustains me. And that's like Eleanor's in her life, but my family is still there. But you don't have that at 20. No. And it's something where at 20, you just have to kind of figure out, you know, is a career going to sustain me? Is it going to be my significant other? Is it going to be children? Is it going to be a passion of mine? Yeah. What is going to sustain you and how do you grow that? Ideally, it's a mixture of both. But that you also... can't have everything. And that's <laughs> I... like another whole. Um, but I also want to. My chair just <laughs> broke. I'm fine, though. <laughs> I also wanted to ask. So, like. I know this is going to get really depressing really quick, but like, what, what do you think? Cause like, like, like I like to know what's going to happen in the future and I like to yeah, pre-think <laughs> about like serious events, even though they're probably not likely. So like, what would happen to you if, you know, yes, tomorrow they disappeared for some reason, like, you know, oh. in Marvel, how they like, they blip, like what, what would happen? Like, do you think you would be able to sustain yourself without them or no? So what, like, how would you? So that is where I believe that faith has a huge role in what a lot of what we're missing in today's society is if my family were to disappear tomorrow, it would be very hard for me to wake up and face the next day. Like the idea of pulling myself out of that is just not, not going to be easy. That being said, what my faith tells me to do is I have to move on. I have to keep moving because there are people who love me. I can't just leave the face of the earth because there's you, there's mom, yeah. there is, you know, there's, there's more to life out there than sitting and feeling sorry for yourself. And if you, as hard as it would be to pull myself out of that, and it's not like I would pull myself out of it tomorrow. And it's not like I have any experience with this either. Like, it's very easy to say, oh, I'll pull myself out of it eventually, yeah. but I've never had everything I love taken away from me in an instant, like yeah. some people. Um, so I'm sure on the other side of that, I would have a very different, I might have a different experience, but based off what my faith tells me, I would eventually have to get up because getting up is the only choice we have. Yeah. See, that's mainly, I've been thinking a lot about like my future and like the whole, you know, I don't have anyone attached to me and I don't have really any tethers here. To be honest, if I wanted to move somewhere, if I had the money to move somewhere tomorrow, I could. And like, you should. Yeah. And, but my thing is, is like, I've always been scared that if I move, I lose everything. And, you know. What is there to lose? What do you have? I mean, no offense, but you live in your parents' basement. You work a part-time Well, the thing job. is, is like, I love, I love our parents. And they're going to be here when you come back. And this is another life lesson, is if you have the opportunity to move somewhere and you're a single person, do it. Because the reality is, is. It's much easier. I'm a I'm a I'm a 28 year old lady, 28 year old lady <laughs> who's married with two kids and two dogs. And I have had two opportunities to move across country within the last six months, and I've turned both of them down because moving a family across country is hell. Yeah, you are single. If someone says, "Hey, you should come move out to San Diego," go do it. 
who cares? Like if you get like, I mean, if you get a job in a job interview and they're like, hey, why is there a six month gap on your resume? I was pursuing got job opportunities Actually, in San Diego. I like, saw this thing where they were like, well, just say you signed an uh, NDA and say like you can't talk about why you have this gap in your resume. And I was like, that's so smart. Like they can't ask you anything. You could just sign an NDA with yourself. Yeah. You know, and you shouldn't lie. I, no. I'm very against lying. I just thought it was funny. But no, <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, I think our world is turning more and more towards we're understanding of people in their 20s wanting to go out and see what life is about yeah and i think that you should because there's so many new opportunities in the world that aren't taught in college they're not taught in high school they're not going to be taught by your parents who they thought the best thing you could do is go to college like the best thing that as a 20 year old can do for yourself is understand i'm not a victim i'm in control of my own future and then go out and see what's in the world to see what could be your future. I think that's such a very wise piece of advice. I will say, I know my parents are always like, you are traveling too much. You need to stop spending <laughs> money, which Sorry, I do. Mom. <laughs> I do spend a lot of my money. But I also think that every single one of my trips has taught me something incredible. I went to Mexico recently and it was one of the best trips I've ever been on. Yeah. And I know Mexico has like a bad rep sometimes. But it was beautiful to see the culture, to see how people reacted to each other and like how they spent time with their families and the music, just like everything about it was so fun and new. And, you know, it's it's they live differently. And I've been to multiple countries. So I've been Mm -hmm. to the UK and I've been to Italy and at both times that or all three times that I've traveled, it's like I've come back and I'm like, that's what life is supposed to be. And then I see people like our parents, and I love my parents, but they are frugal, and they don't like. Well, they live safe. And, yeah, but they also come from a time before the internet, where you didn't know what yeah. all the opportunities out in the yeah. world were. We are a lucky generation today in the fact that we have freedom of speech, we have freedom yeah. to access the internet, and we can go out and find the solutions that we need. Oh yeah, if you're if you're dedicated. And enough I and often. Motivation. I often wonder, okay, so I don't know how much, let's just say you spent three grand to go to Mexico. I don't know what you spent. I don't care what you spent. But my average vacation taking a single person places is about 2,500, three grand. That's about if right. you're If you're on a budget. Now imagine if you would have taken that three grand and rented a room in Chicago. Maybe Chicago's a little dangerous, but I don't know. Like I've just heard. Anyway, Chicago's like one of the top cities for business, right? Yeah. So imagine you went and you rented a room in Chicago and just for a month, You went and you stood in the lobbies or on the streets outside of the richest, most business places in Chicago. And you just asked people for their business card and just asked people, hey, what do you do? Hey, oh, I'm trying to get into marketing. What's like your one piece of advice for somebody who's trying to go into business? Can you imagine the business cards you'd collect? Oh, you'd have a lot. The people you'd meet, the the connections you would make, the things that you couldn't get out of college. Yeah. Like you would get, like you're literally getting people who probably have been in their in their industries for years. And I'm just, so I guess when I'm saying like travel, go out and do things, that's the thing that I would go back. If I could go back to college, I probably wouldn't have wasted that money on spring break going to Nashville. <laughs> I probably would have wasted that money making a trip to Chicago and or making a trip to like, um, you know, you are Kansas definitely City. in the business mindset. Yeah. Oh, 100%, I will say though, 100%. doing things for fun is also a good good reason to go because I mean if you are stuck in that business mindset for a long period of time and I'm not saying it's necessarily bad but Mm -hmm. it becomes who you are and you can't you start feeling trapped and you start feeling oh I have to do this this, and this and this to be happy 
but whenever you go and have fun and like I said the Mexico was so fun because I got to new experience I think that in itself is a great learning culture activity. is a huge yeah thing. and I think because especially because we're from the Midwest we do not have a lot of culture around I us. disagree I think we have a ton of culture around here I'm prepared to make a series called hillbilly culture okay and... but that's our culture I'm talking about like other cultures well, of course, you're not going to experience international culture in one little oh, yeah. town but I agree I work for a translation agency where there's a ton of culture you yeah. get to experience a lot more than probably your average company and I agree understanding other people's perspectives is huge yeah I think one of my biggest scary things about traveling is traveling to places that, you know, don't speak English. But I've slowly realized that you do not need to know the language. Like, it's nice to know a few phrases mm -hmm. here and there, but the majority of time people know what you're trying to communicate. And if you don't, then you you just point. <laughs> wow, way to sound like an American travel. Well, in just whenever a I was in sentences. Italy, it was terrifying because I was a freshly 19-year-old and I had no idea how to speak Italian. You know they ended up i would try and say something in italian and they'd be like oh you want this and i'm like mm -hmm. okay well now i sound stupid because well. you speak english but that's just that's just how travel is nowadays it's just yeah. i mean unless you go to a very remote country that like that's probably not likely but yeah. anyways i think I it's think, your turn do we have time for one more each um or do we want to do like a speed round where we run through them like i think yeah we just quickly. do let's just do a speed round okay so, um, you want to go one on one, or yeah. do you want to just go, we'll, go through all of mine real quick? We can just go through yours all real quick. Okay. Online. So, um, the other things that I have is Starbucks coffee sucks. I think I mentioned this last episode, but it really does. Like, I'm so over Starbucks crappy coffee. Like, can we please? Anyway, moving on. Marketing is one of the best careers to get into. I'm a little biased on this one because clearly I'm in marketing, but yeah. seriously, one of the best careers, one of the most, I think, lucrative, fast growing opportunities, creative, balanced with organized, balanced with you don't have to necessarily work nights and weekends if you don't want to. So great career. Um, Dave Ramsey's baby steps should be required by every school in America, and it should be required that you pass in order to graduate. What is that? Dave Ramsey's baby steps. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh, we're gonna do a whole episode on this. Okay, it's the seven steps to getting out of debt and basically increasing oh. wealth in your life. So he has the set of seven steps that basically do what you need to do, and it's truly the result of Ryan and I's financial freedom. Like, that's impressive. It's very. I, we can do an episode, but anyway, love it. If you don't know what the seven baby steps are, just do yourself a favor and at least like Google an image and read what they are. Seriously, change my life. Um, if you don't like it don't go over there i'm just hitting this point where uh like especially with there's a lot of new and controversial topics in the news every single day i think that's such a good thing to include on we, the list yeah we don't have to talk about each and one of them but i'm just seriously hitting the point where it's like if you don't like what's happening you don't like what's being said just don't go over there just don't hang out with those people don't join that facebook group don't talk about those things on social media don't talk about them don't follow those blogs don't google it and it won't appear in your algorithm. Yeah. Just stick to your people, stick to what you know, stick to what you love, and you'll probably be a little bit more happier in the long yeah. run. Like, I, no, I fully agree. Yeah. Um, mom is brilliant because she introduced me to a dog trot house. Okay, there you go, mom. Um, what is a dog trot house? It's kind of, 
it's kind of like where you have like your house on one side and then you have like an open breezeway that's connected and then you have like a secondary house on the other side oh so like what we're doing is a garage with like a pool house and like an office uh, a breezeway with like a fire pit and a lounge area and then we have our main house with our bedroom that sounds nice yeah um and then the last thing is marriage is the best thing i've ever done for myself my husband is amazing that's him right now <laughs> um i love him a ton couldn't live this life without him they have a beautiful marriage we do their wedding was something else though thank you <laughs> sammy's turn let's go okay so mine is things will come at the right time and when you are ready trying to push something to happen will just cause hurt in the long run yes 100 percent. um that has been a hard lesson to learn i'm i'm a pusher when it comes to things and me too it's, i had to it's learn a, how to not be like that. it's a bad habit i think it, that goes hand in hand with your expectations thing yep. like it's 100 percent my next one is going to be shocking for a lot of people, but I think that being sober is fun. Yes, it is. <laughs> and, you know, I am I have no problems with, like, you know, the casual drink, but I don't really want to drink to get drunk unless there's something really seriously bad going on in my life. Like, it just puts me in such a bad mental state, then, and it causes so much causes so much distress, and I feel like everything's out of control that it just doesn't do anything for me. And I think that also goes back to the um, the one about change and stuff, how, like, change is scary. I mm-hmm. think it relates hand in hand. Um, my next one is you are not your thoughts, and it's better to stop the negative thoughts before you spiral. That I'm such an overthinker, so when it comes to spiraling, it happens very often for me. Um, and I've just learned, like, it's better to just be like, well, you know, it's not going to happen. And if it does happen, you can handle it because you're an adult. Yes. You And if you need help, you have people in your life that you can go to help, you know, ask for help. Yeah. Um, and asking for help is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, everyone needs help every once in a while. 100%. And then my last one is being perfect is not possible. And for you to judge someone for being imperfect makes you imperfect. And yes. I... I have learned this over, and I'm not saying I ever thought I was perfect, but I have been judged a lot in my life. And, you know, I'm always like, well, what gives them the right to judge me? When in reality, you know, that is a flaw in itself. And if you feel the need to judge other people, then I think that really reflects on you and your mental state. And you have to do some self digging and (laughs) self uh, reflection. Yes. So. Those are my seven things in 21 years, and it's honestly been rough. <laughs> it's been a rough time learning these, but I will say I think I'm better for it. I think my life in the long – I think these are a lot of, like, self-reflection type things, mm-hmm. where I think yours is just life in general because it's probably that's where you are in your life, you know? You're, probably, you're definitely in the point where you're growing and figuring things out, and I'm – I mean, I have other people that I'm looking out for, so my perspective on life is more from a – multiple people and I have to care for multiple people what are generalized life lessons that I want to pass on to my kids and that my husband and I have and then for you you're just you don't have an experience necessarily being like a part of a intimate group I mean you do but not in the same way yeah not definitely yeah not in the same way so your your life lessons are definitely going to be from the perspective of a single person I will also say you've probably you probably have learned all these things but you have known them for so long that it doesn't really seem like I want to like that. it's like a you wouldn't say that no because you've gone through so many life experiences that I haven't I like, guess it's true we have I I mean 
like I said, I just learned the thing about friends that you learned at 21. I just learned that last year. Yeah. And that was because I was in a crappy situation with some people that I had to figure out. And that's when I had to figure out like, okay, just because you're my friend here doesn't mean you're my friend in this situation. Yeah. It means your friendship can be situational according to what that person needs yeah. and wants. And, and you to learn that early on, because guess what? You had friends at 21 <laughs> you know i have slowly learned that it's better to have a small group of really good friends who you can you know rely on than being the most popular person ever. oh 100 percent. i think it's better 100%. like i don't know i definitely have certain values that i love in my friendships and i'm not saying if you don't have the values i'm not gonna be friends with you but i definitely am saying that those values make those relationships stronger they do and i appreciate that about my friends so on that we'll uh say thank you to all of our friends yes husbands and uh well husband <laughs> and uh <laughs> people who have started listening to this podcast after yes. the first episode like the ogs speaking of which um if you'd like updates on our podcast you can follow our instagram tinfoil hat time podcast and then if you want to submit conspiracies or life things that you want us to just talk about or questions you can email us at tinfoilhattimepodcast at gmail.com a hundred percent good job marketer <laughs> Woo! Uh, let us know what you thought of our life lessons um i know i had 20 other life lessons we oh yeah talked about but i guess we'll have to save that for next year another, so. oh, another podcast another episode podcast. maybe if you guys want a part two if this is really yeah. something you like yeah, so. <laughs> once again everything is a conspiracy and this is up to your own discretion <laughs> if you listen to us. Although I would say Ellie is very well put out in her life. What so do you mean? You've got a good job. you got a good family. Oh. you got good money sources. Thank and then you. I am entering adulthood. So, you know. We'll get you there one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully one day I can I can semi-be in the same spot Ellie is. Oh, but even. Well-being-wise. You know, even at that, it's like. I keep thinking every year, yeah, I've got my life put together. And then somehow every single time I think I've got my life put together, something shows up and proves to me that I don't. But it's, that's the beauty of it. It if is. Life is always changing and you got to be okay with it. I think that's why I included that. That was your first one. It's, so, you just yep. got to you just gotta embrace it and Full be circle. like, you know, this is how it's going. So we're just going to ride the wave until it ends, yeah. essentially. But thank you for tuning in to Thanks for tuning in. Tin foil hat time. time.